Good morning, y'all. This is Dana from Financial Aid Compliance Solutions, and welcome to Let's Talk Financial Aid for College. Today's show, I wanted to go over student financial empowerment, which I kicked off the week uh, with celebrating a day of service in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and federal holiday um, by doing an a Insta live with uh, my co-host. Well, she was actually, she and I co-hosted the show. Her name's Teresa Harris of Scholarship Mama, and she is at I am Scholarship Mama on IG, Instagram, IGTV. And uh, we had also, I had her as a guest host um, a couple of weeks ago now, I guess it, it was. And we have decided to join forces to um, promote the initiative for federal student aid, their student financial empowerment. That got kicked off uh, during the training conference that was held last month. Um, virtually. And uh, I had found myself uh, signed up for the the class and uh, there was about five financial aid uh, professionals around the United States that had joined in with the federal student aid officials that were promoting uh, the initiative. And so what we are trying to do is is get the word out to financial aid professionals that um, we need to start educating our students to make them financially literate, literate adults. And uh, this this initiative is actually um, going to be implemented in our children as young as grade school because we need to do something about the debt that we have right now, student federal student loan debt in specific, which is almost at $1.7 trillion. Now, that is a large amount of money. And uh, as we have been told, uh, the grants have been extended, or the grace period, I should say, has been extended uh, for forbearance on the loans. So now instead of them going back into repayment status as of the end of this month, the uh, forbearance period has been extended to at least September 30th of 2021. So what this means is, is for the whole entire basically financial quarter, fiscal uh, year, it's the fiscal year because fiscal year for the government starts on October 1st and ends on September 30th of each year. Um, the whole entire fiscal year, we will not be getting any taxpayer money repaid back into the system that was granted out for federal student loans because right now they're in a forbearance period. Now, I understand that this is to help individuals who um, cannot make their payments currently due to the fact that maybe they have lost their jobs and that job loss may have been a result of the current pandemic that we are dealing with in the world. Um, but I just want to point out the fact that uh, this debt is going to be ever growing unless we control it. So uh, student financial empowerment initiative is to, again, try to uh, teach our students 
um, to be financially literate adults. And uh, the main mission is is to, um, no matter what students go to school for, it's just so that they can be educated on how they can afford it. And that's typically not been the norm uh, when it comes to students applying for college. I know this for a fact because of the applications I see on a regular basis and some of them it is with regards to the name of the school and if you can get into an Ivy League school with your education and, and your, uh, you know, your experience um, and you're accepted to an Ivy League school, that doesn't necessarily mean that your family and you as a student are going to be able to afford that education. So that's when the financial literacy part comes into it because you need to be able to live within your means. And I will say that, um, let's just put it out there. Um, most of America lives on credit. If we didn't live on credit, we wouldn't be able to survive because a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck and uh, there are is nothing in the reserves if an emergency happens so if the emergency happens you pull out the credit card you pay for the emergency and somehow you're going to figure out how you're going to get that money paid back that's on top of a mortgage that may or may not be out of your reach um, and i was a mortgage lender for a number of years and i saw how the applications were processed and just because your debt to income ratio at the time you took the loan out and said that you could afford it doesn't mean that life changed and those payments now are pretty much out of reach for you to be making. And if, again, with the pandemic and people losing their jobs, um, it's it's been a tough go for everybody. So um, as far as student loans go, those are typically the ones that get put on the back burner and uh, don't get paid in a timely manner. Um, and uh, so that can not only affect the student, but it can also affect the institution that this, the uh, student attended. And so having um, said all of that, uh, it is very important that we start teaching our children um, financial literacy. Otherwise, our dollar here in the United States isn't going to be worth the paper that it's written on down the road. And that and that's just the plain facts. Um, the other thing I wanted to also uh, touch on is um, last Friday, NASFA held a webinar training and that went over uh, some of what um, was in this new stimulus package that was passed on December 27th. Um, there's also another stimulus package, as we know, that is in the works, but uh, the latest on that I heard was that it may not be even passed or reviewed again until March. Um, the new administration, um, that the Biden administration that just uh, was sworn into office on Wednesday um, has still uh, some things to put in place um, to get things um, in order to be able to even start passing bills. So as far as the stimulus package goes, the new one, um, that will not happen until um, sometime in March, unless if it happens sooner, uh, you know, I'll update everybody. 
but right now March looks like that will be the target date. However, uh, in the new stimulus package that was passed on December 27th, funds opened up again for institutions to be able to apply for and receive. Now, if you already had filled out the application for the first round of funding and you received that already, uh, the funds will be deposited into your G5 account and then you can allocate them according to the allocation table. Make sure that you are keeping uh, track of how you are allocating the funds because these are required to be included in the report that you need to submit back to the department and also will be reviewed as part of your annual audit. So having all of that information at hand, um, you are going to be needing to, again, reviewing the allocation table um, that has been provided. Uh, the annual report needs to be submitted and the other, um, and it's the first annual report is gonna be due on February 1st. So you only have a few days left to get your information together to request to be um, submitted in a timely manner. Um, and it requires the submission of the form through the EDS HERF Annual Reporting Data Collection System portal. If you have any questions whatsoever, you need to contact HERF Annual at ed.gov for login information. This applies to all institutions that received HERF grants including all student and institutional HERF expenditures during all of calendar year 2020. So make sure that if you have not been able to log in, you've got to contact HERF annual at ed.gov for your login information so that you can submit that report in a timely manner. If you don't submit the report in a timely manner, there's going to be ramifications at the end of not reporting it and that will result in some findings and that could also result in a halt of any additional funding that could be accessible to your institution and your students if you don't follow the guidelines that are being outlaid for the um, funds and the required reporting. So again, make sure that you are on top of that and uh, get those questions in as soon as possible if you have any questions. Um, also, with regards to reporting, um, there was also a deadline where everyone needed to be uh, reporting. The coronavirus indicators needed to be updated for all your students. For 2019-2020 award year, those should have been completed by December 31st, 2020. And again, that's for 2019, 2020. If your students left school and they withdrew school, withdrew from school because of coronavirus and they were receiving 2019, 2020 funds, as an institution who received those funds, you were required to go in to COD and put the coronavirus indicator on those particular students files that withdrew because of coronavirus and if you didn't get it in in time and you missed the December 31st deadline according to uh, the training that was held last week 
you can go in and you can still do the reporting and but there will be uh, some type of uh, finding um, for reporting late and but it's better to get them reported than not to report them at all so if you haven't reported those are coronavirus indicators and cod you need to get them done uh, the next round of reporting for coronavirus indicator is um, for the 2020-2021 award year. That was extended until September 30th of 2021, so you still have ample time. But I would not wait until the last minute to get those files allocated under the coronavirus indicators. Again, if you have students that withdrew because of coronavirus, received funding from 2020-2021 award year, you need to go into COD and put the indicator on there to update those students' files. Um, and like I just said, don't wait until the last minute because waiting until the last minute just makes it harder for you to get the um, reporting done in a timely manner. So um, after covering those two major items, the other um, items that were uh, presented during the training uh, was with regards to the new Biden administration and what was going to be expected um, as far as DACA reversal and extension of the borrow payment interest relief, which I just went over, that has been extended until September 30th of 2021. Um, as far as DACA reversal, that's, that paperwork is still on the desk and it's still, it may or may not be, um, signed into, uh, legislation, um, right away. I know that there is still, again, some things being worked out with the administration. So as soon as that is updated or when it is updated, or if it is updated, um, I will pass that information along. There's also anticipation um, that uh, there might be student loan forgiveness and also rescinding EDS IFR on student eligibility for CARES Act funds. What that means is, is that um, there were some students that did not qualify for the CARES Act and most of those students fell under DACA and also um, the undocumented um, students. And if they're undocumented, they don't qualify for um, federal student aid because in order to qualify for federal student aid, you have to be either an eligible non-citizen or a U.S. citizen in order to receive uh, federal funds that are um, funded by U.S. taxpayers. So at this point in time, um, there is expectation out there that um, these items may be passed in legislation down the road, but at this time, those those items have, have not been passed. And then there's also, there was information um, provided by Consolidated Appropriations Act 2021. Um, the department is now calling it the Corona Bus Act um, for fiscal year 2021 appropriations. There's additional COVID relief funds coming. Um, and also there was the FAFSA simplification and other student aid provisions. And uh, this was also um, named as mini HEA. 
Um, so for the fiscal here, 2021 appropriations, uh, 73.5 billion in discretionary funding was appropriated for the Department of Education. This has been increased by 785 million from fiscal year 2020. There was a $150 increase to the maximum Pell Grant Award. So the new maximum for the 2021-2022 award year is going to be $6,495. Uh, there is no mention that the 150% was reversed. So assuming that that is still in place. So what that means is potentially a student could get three full payments of Pell out of the 2021-2022 award year. So just um, keep that in mind um, for your students. And um, I know that I have this week uh, been reviewing files uh, that have been coming in. And I had one file that um, one of my clients, the student qualified and was awarded Pell Grant from the 2020 2021 award year they started um they're starting next month um but the school contacted me and canceled the award because they want to get everything out of 2021 2022 which was on the file um it's selected for the process of verification so if everything was accurate on the file the information and no corrections needed to be made um, the student will get more aid, but having said that, the student has to wait to receive the aid because typically the programs are not released by the department to start processing funding for the new award year till the end of April, beginning of May. Um, so just keep in mind that if you are going that route, just like this client did or this school decided to for this student, that um, you're... you're you're not doing the student any favors if you're making them wait if they're qualified for aid out of the current award year because of the fact that they're not receiving any aid to pay for school. So um, it would it would probably be a better uh, process if you would just fund the student out of the current award year and then get the remaining payments out of um, the following award year if they're crossing over into the 2021-2022 award year. Um, so the rest of the appropriations, there was $25 million increase for campus-based aid programs. So that would be for your federal work study and um, federal SEOG funding if your school offers those items. And again, that impacts award year of 2021-2022. Also, uh, part of the 2021 Consolidated Appropriations Act included coronavirus relief measures for higher education institutions, $23 billion for institutions for higher education, $20 billion will go to public and private nonprofit institutions, $1.7 billion to minority serving institutions, and one point, I'm sorry, 113.5 million for institutions with the greatest unmet need related to the pandemic through FIPSI. 680 million to proprietary institutions, 
and less of a hundred percent of the funding must go to students. So if you're a proprietary institution, you have to fund, if you receive those funds, that has hundred percent of that money has to go to the funding, I'm sorry, to your students for, for whatever they need. Um, but that needs to be offered across the board to your students. You cannot keep it for any institution expenses. Um, as far as the fast facts go for the CRRSA, almost 10 billion more for higher education than in the CARES of 14 million. Uh, higher education community requested 120 billion. It uses the same funding structure as CARES, PERF. And the Democrats have called this a down payment. So um, it sounds like based on that, there may be more funding coming down the road, which we anticipate will happen. Um, as far as uh, the additional CRRSA Act provisions, um, it extends provision allowing employers to contribute up to 5,250 tax-free towards uh, their employees' tuition loan debt to payments made before January 1st of 2026. SNAP eligibility will not be limited for post-secondary post students who are enrolled at least half-time and who are either eligible to participate in work-study or have a zero EFC. And as just in HERF 2 guidance, allocations and guidance made available by the Ed on January 14th, institutions that already receive CARES student share and institutional share funds will receive an email in the next few weeks regarding drawing down funds con constitutes acceptance of the HERF 2 items and conditions. So what that means is, is you get the email, tells you that the money is in your account. As soon as you would as soon as you draw down the funds from your account, then that means that you are now um, accepting the HERF 2 terms and conditions. So um, again, you need to refer to those allocation tables and also keep track of how you are allocating that money out so that you can um, have your um, information together for that report that will need to be submitted um, as soon as they release the date for that, which they have not provided that. Um, and it also just indicates institutions that didn't receive care student share or institutional share funds must complete the certification and agreement. So again, if you didn't receive the first round of funding, but now you're looking to receive this next round of funding, you need to complete the certification and the agreement. So you got to fill out the application before you're even going to receive the funds. So you need to get that in the work sooner rather than later. Institutions must spend supplemental funds within one year from the date of receipt. Institutions must spend at least the same amount on student grants as they were required to with the CARES Act funding. Allocation tables reflect the amount of institutions must spend on student grants. Students are not required to meet all of the Title IV eligibility requirements. DACA, undocumented, international, remain ineligible. And again, that may change, um, but right now that's in place, so those students remain ineligible at this time. Um, 
Also, what was released was with regards to um, the FAFSA simplification. Now, this is changes for future award years, and the changes for the FAFSA do not take effect until 2023-2024 award year. So, um, there were quite a few changes that were submitted um, with regards to the FAFSA simplification. And what this meant was is fewer untaxed income items factored into the FM formula. Child support received will now be reported with assets. Change to who is reported as parent in cases of divorce and separation. There's going to be state and other tax removed. Small business family farm exclusion is going to be eliminated. There's no SAI split for, some, for the number in college. And SAI is now going to be the new EFC. So EFC is going away and SAI is going to take its place. Uh, there's no asset questions for MTB recipients. And if your AGI is less than $60,000 and no tax schedules, AGI less than 60K and only a Schedule C provided. Schedule C gain and loss is less than 10K. And then expected family contribution, the EFC is now student aid index. SAI can be as low as negative $1,500 in order to receive Pell Grant. SAI determines eligibility for all Title IV aid except for maximum and minimum Pell Grant awards. So there's a lot of changes coming up for the 2023 award year. This is not something that um, has, you know, been implemented as of yet because right now um, the back room, if you will, uh, C CPS, Central Processing System, they're going to have to uh, put this all in place on the new FAFSA. So that has not been generated yet. And I'm sure that, you know, as, as the time goes on or draws nearer to the 2023-2024 award year, um, those, those changes will be extensively um, gone over and instructed. But right now that, that's, that's what's in the pipeline um, for the FAFSA simplification. So we'll see how that goes. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining me today. Um, that was a lot of information, I know, but I wanted to make sure I got it out there to you. And uh, you can um, receive, you can um, get a copy of this uh, podcast and download it so that you can go over it um, with your um, members and also uh, staff members, I should say, and also. Um, you know, just keep in mind with regards to the student financial empowerment. Um, it's a good idea to um, start putting together some ideas of how you're going to implement this. And uh, speaking of which, I will be holding a training course on this on February 5th. More information will be provided to you in next week's podcast. And also, um, I'll be providing information on my social media pages, um, my LinkedIn page, which is under uh, Data Anderson. And also you can find Financially Compliance Solutions. There's a business page there where the event will be posted. If you haven't connected with me already on uh, LinkedIn, please ask for the connection. I'll be more than happy to add you to my connection so that you can stay in the loop of the information. 
And as always, uh, I wish everyone to have a great weekend and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Um, Take care and have a great rest of your week.